the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, May the 18th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today on May 18, 1980, Mount St. Helens volcano blew off its top, literally the whole top, you remember, left 57 people dead or missing. I remember it well. I got a call from my dad. He and mom lived in Yakima until they passed away. He um, he said, Gary, you can't believe what's happening. And I said, well, I, I know what's happening. He said, Mount St. Helens is dropping all over my property. And he said, it's building on the roof of my house, the ash. And uh, he was up there with a broom. He should not have been on top of the house, but he was trying to sweep it off. He was afraid the weight of it was going to ruin his break through his roof. And a lot of people across, there was kind of a strip from Mount St. Helens across, sort of northeasterly, uh, across Yakima and Eltopia and places like that. Um, it was an amazing event, to say the least. They kept talking about Mount St. Helens back in the day. I remember this well. And I kept thinking in terms of the volcanoes that I had seen where the lava kind of flows down the sides, you know, and like Hawaii. And they show pictures of it at night. It almost looks kind of romantic. But uh, this was not that. It was very different than that. But that was today, May 18th, 1980. Today in 1652, Rhode Island became the first American colony to pass a law abolishing slavery. But they didn't enforce it. Today in 1896, the U.S. Supreme Court in Plessy versus Ferguson, they endorsed, quote, separate but equal Racial segregation it was a concept <clears throat> that was later renounced about 58 years later. Brown versus Board of Education of Topeka said, no, you can't do that. That's not right. Today in 1910, Halley's Comet passed by Earth, brushed its tail upon our Earth. Today in 1927, America's deadliest school attack took place. It was part of a schoolhouse in Bath Township, Michigan. It was blown up with explosives. The explosives were planted by a local farmer. His name was Andrew Kehoe. He then set off a bomb in his own truck, and um, the bomb, the explosives in the school that he had placed there killed 38 children and six adults. Um, then he blew up himself, and then they discovered that he had killed his wife just earlier that day, prior to all this other uh, thing, the other things that he was doing. In looking into the case, the authorities said that Kehoe was suffering from financial difficulties. He had been running for a political office, uh, a township clerk, and he had lost the election. He was counting on the on getting the uh, the election. I guess he'd been around that part of the state for a long time. People knew him. And um, so he thought he was going to get this, uh, win the election and get this job, which he desperately needed. 
He did not. He lost the election, and that apparently triggered him, and he did all of the above that I mentioned. It was very, very tragic. 38 kids were blown up in that school over a lost election and no money. The world can put a lot of pressure on us, life in general, but it's how we react, who we look to. He obviously did not look to the Lord. Today, in 1933, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a measure creating the Tennessee Valley Authority, the TVA. Today, in 1981, New York native, it was a gay newspaper. I don't know if it's still in existence or not, but it was called the New York Native. It was a gay, homosexual newspaper. It carried a story concerning rumors of, quote, an exotic new disease among homosexuals. It was the first published report about what became known as AIDS. And today in 1998, the U.S. government filed an antitrust case against Microsoft. They said the powerful software company had a chokehold on competitors that was denying consumers important choices about how they bought and used computers. It's interesting that Bill Gates, I remember this well, 1998, it's interesting that Bill Gates turned not to the left, not to his cohorts on the far left, secular, so-called progressive left. He turned to the Republicans to help him. And I don't have time to get into it. It isn't worth getting into, but I distinctly remember the several Republicans that believe in capitalism and one thing or another, and they stepped up and helped him and walked him through that whole process in Congress so that the left didn't shut him down, and he was one of them. Why do people, I don't know, why do they become leftists when the? it seems to me at least the truth and, and the natural order of things so closely fit with conservative thinking, particularly biblical conservative thinking? That's a mystery, but I do know some of why they do. We talk about that from time to time on this program. Going to be talking a little bit about the left today, but not not the secular left. The so-called Christian left. And a position that they're taking that's going to have, it's go, I think it's going to have some consequences that are not the consequences that God would have, and certainly consequences that could could mislead a lot of well-meaning Christians, and I want to talk a little bit about that today. But I got this note with a check in the mail from uh, some folks who have actually been supporting this this program and this ministry from the almost our beginning on the air. It's Psalm 44:7, but Thou hast saved us from our enemies, and hast put them to shame that hated us. The word of the Lord. A Washington Post op-ed from Brian Boom is in the in the mix this morning. Washington Post has put it out all over the world online and the country in print. He's talking about the Supreme Court and the pro-life movement as a whole. He is de- declaring that they want to, and of course the Washington Post would publish this. But this Bloom is Boom is is uh, declaring 
that the whole the whole pro-life movement is not about the sanctity of life or not about babies, but it's about protecting whiteness. I I didn't know him before, but I people do know him. I guess I read a little bit about him. He's a black man. He's angry, and he's going to clear things up. He said, the people that are pro-life, that would be you and me, hopefully you are. I think most of you are that listen. He said he's reflecting on this horrible supermarket shooting in Buffalo a few days ago. Professed white supremacist allegedly murdered 10 people and wounded three others. 11 of the victims were black, as you know. It is a very sad story. It is a apparently, from everything I've read, this guy really was racist. I mean, he hated blacks, he hated Jews, he hated a lot of people, including himself, I suppose. But anyway, he did what he did. And now the Washington Post is enabling those who are picking this up and pointing out how horribly wrong the conservatives, the religious right, really are. And he's lumping all of this together. He's declaring that Fox News host Tucker Carlson was to blame, partially, for this <clears throat> shooting in Buffalo. He is. He, he says that, that Tucker Carlson teaches white replacement theory on his program every night. Now, I'm not defending Tucker Carlson. I don't watch him every night, but I watch him from time to time. I think he's very insightful and he's smart as a whip. But uh, I've never heard him uh, teach, and I'm pretty well versed on white replacement theory. I've never heard him teaching that. I think he's he talks about the truth. He does these long monologues, as you know, Tucker Carlson, and they're very good and they're very poignant. And uh, he has hit on some hot buttons that made people uncomfortable. There's no question about that. But spreading and teaching, as this guy says, white replacement theory, I don't think so. But anyway, he said the same sort of thinking about race and birth rates now dominates the conservative Supreme Court. He said the leaked draft opinion isn't about aborting babies. It's about protecting whiteness, specifically white babies. I mentioned that this morning only because it's in the Washington Post and the Washington Post is all over the place, unfortunately. But I want to talk to you a little bit today about this whole matter from a biblical and from a Christian perspective, Christian community perspective. Reverend Adam Russell Taylor, he's the new president of Sojourners. Sojourners is a Christian left organization. It was founded by Reverend Jim Wallace. I've talked about Jim on this program a number of times. I've had encounters with him in the past. He, uh, Tony Campolo and others that kind of gave birth or kind of rebirth really to this leftist thinking in regards connected to Christianity here in America. And um, this guy is the successor to Jim Wallace, Adam Russell Taylor. He's talking about the fact that we have decisions to make. He's talking about the fact that Christianity has lost its way, and the real purpose, the real vision, is not what we say. It does not involve the sanctity of life. It does not involve being anti-abortion. And he speaks for God in his mind. The left takes scripture, even as the left takes politics, and twists 
outcomes of elections and outcomes of certain situations, they twist that and bend it to mean something often very different than what actually happened. But specifically, where uh, Scripture is regard, they take Scripture and they twist it, they, they establish their beliefs, and then they take Scripture and they attach Scripture to these beliefs, almost always out of context, and they use Scripture to support what they believe, but it does not support any kind of systematic belief of Scripture, or a systematic theology, as we call it. So, in that context, we are heading into a time when people are declaring, and I talked a little bit about this yesterday, declaring a summer of outrage. And I think we'll see that. I think we'll see breaking and burning and looting. I, I don't want to believe that, but I, I, I just think it's we're on the precipice of that again this year because the people in the background, Nancy Pelosi and others, are whipping up the, the emotions of people all over this country. And they're, they're not suggesting that they get out the boat. I mean, they want to get out the boat, but that's not the point of what they're saying. The point of what they're saying is they are advocating violence in one way or another, either directly or indirectly, with their words. The same things that they blame some conservatives for, from Donald Trump to whomever, is what they're practicing. And I've seen that in my lifetime. People that accuse others of things often they themselves are doing what they accuse someone else of doing. It's on their mind. And so I, there's a there's a whole part of that that's taking place in our culture. So this Adam Russell Taylor, he's the replacement, the new guy at, at Sojourners. And Sojourners, I don't, I'm not sure how many people follow them, but it's, I would guess, hundreds of thousands, maybe up close to a million. I don't know, but I mean, it's a lot of people. Religious people who have become disenchanted with this, that, or the other thing in their local church or Sunday school or whatever, and they've kind of fallen into this, and they want to fit in. They want to be part of the world. They don't want to be in conflict with their friends at work or wherever, social friends or whatever, but they want to kind of identify as a Christian, and so they move into this lane of leftist thinking, and these guys have provided that lane. So he's saying... (laughs) He's saying, he's explaining how the apparent decision that the Supreme Court has made or is about to make regarding Roe v. Wade is deeply flawed and alarming because, he says, quote, as a Christian, I believe we must protect the rights of women and pregnant people. (laughs) I'll come back to that in a moment. Pregnant people to make their own reproductive health decisions. Conversely, F. Lagarde Smith is a retired law professor from Pepperdine University. He's an author. He's actually an old friend of mine. I knew him well a long time ago. I haven't seen him in recent years. But he wrote an article that's pretty significant. He's a deep thinker. He said, Lagarde wrote in his article yesterday, he said, how can it be that if a mother wants her baby, then it is a person and the law will protect it against the world? But if a mother doesn't want the baby then it's not a person, and the mother can do with it as she pleases. A very confused public. I'll quote a little more from Lagarde in a moment. He's Again, he's a smart guy. He's a good guy. A Rasmussen survey published yesterday reflects the confusion in our culture over a woman's right to choose. There's a lot of confusion, and the left thrives in confusion. Satan thrives 
in confusion. In fact, he is the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion, but Satan is because Satan's power is not equal to God. Sometimes we view uh, good and evil kind of equally vying for the, the souls of men. That isn't true at all. Good and evil is not equally vying for the souls of men. Good has prevailed at the cross. Christ crushed the serpent. Righteousness, goodness, and rightness has won already. Jesus Christ has risen from the grave. That isn't just something we talk about at Easter. That's because he lives, we can live. We can face tomorrow and so on. It's because Christ lived. So Satan is defeated. And he's not all-powerful. He just has some qualities. And one of them is deception. And deception works best, Satan has found out over the years, among the religious people, sometimes more than the non-religious, particularly the Christians. That would be his favorite target. So let's keep that in mind. There is this battle that goes on within the church, and it is seemingly getting a little more mojo, a little more um, momentum because of the religious left and because of the confusion of our times, the times in which we live. This Rasmussen survey that was published yesterday found that more voters describe themselves as pro-choice than pro-life. But, and there are people running with that fact today. They're talking about it. They're saying, wow, well, America, boy, they're very much pro-abortion. But maybe not so much. A significant majority support state laws that limit how late in a pregnancy an abortion can be performed. This is what this religious leader, so-called, uh, is talking about, this Adam, that's talking about a moment ago. We are taking something that is is diabolically uh, opposed to truth and life and God's way, Christianity, God's life for us. We're taking that and it is we're using it as a incremental that we're going to embrace life incrementally. And that's what Lagarde Smith is getting at. He's talking about that. He said, how can this be wrong at three months, but it's not wrong, or at six months, but it's not wrong at three months or whatever? Well, that can't be, because God's truth is not relativistic. But the people on the left always view, including Scripture, everything, from a relativistic point of view. Relativism is one of the favorite tools of progressivism, so-called. So I don't want to get lost in the weeds on that, but that's important because every time these people speak, it, it is they're speaking in half-truths because that's where they are. About 67% of likely U.S. voters believe abortion should not be legal past the first three months. That includes 24% who think all abortion should be illegal. That would be you and me, I hope. 13% who believe it should be legal up to the first six months of pregnancy. 13% of Americans believe it should be legal until the moment of birth. This is a serious matter. And states are going to be putting this before the citizens soon after the Supreme Court formally announces the decision, their decision on the issue if, if they don't change their minds. And I don't think they will. I don't know how they could, honestly, and face America. 
I mean, it would be so blatantly obvious that they don't really believe deeply what they have ruled first time around when it was done in, they thought it was done in privacy, to come back and say, well, I've, I've, after, after more consideration, I've changed my mind. Nobody in America would believe that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe it for a second. If they were, if they were that sure about what they were, to, you know, they were go- going to, to vote on this abortion matter on Roe v. Wade 60 days ago or whatever, there's nothing that's happened since then that's going to change their mind other than pressure from the left. So we'll see what happens, but I don't expect them to change. I'll be shocked if they change their mind, really, because just politically as well as just from a moral point of view. I don't think the people that are standing for life are necessarily blown by the winds of progressivism. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. The Bible often instructs believers to choose you this day. This is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. God has time elements that trigger what we do and what we should do. The Bible, the message of the Bible is not ambiguous, particularly regarding the sanctity of life. With that in mind, Jim Wallace's successor, this Reverend Adam Russell Taylor, says, if the final ruling mirrors this leaked draft, talking about the Supreme Court, as many as 28 states are likely to outright ban or severely limit abortion rights. Now, this is not Nancy Pelosi or devout Catholic President Biden, this is a movement that has many former evangelicals involved with them. This decision, he says, would deeply impact women and pregnant people, especially low-income people and people of color who will be disproportionately harmed. So there's whiteness here in the religious side of this issue. There's this whiteness issue and there is this incremental um, acceptance of killing an unwanted baby up to a certain point, but after that point, it's not killing an unwanted baby. Uh, It's just, it it is beyond reason. So compassion then becomes the greater virtue than life. Compassion is more important than life itself in the economy of the Christian left. The decision will greatly impact women and pregnant people he keeps referring to pregnant people. Does he really believe that men can get pregnant? There are a few way out there on the margin of society that are saying that now. But this guy's a leader, and he keeps referring to pregnant people. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. He says, as a Christian, I believe we must protect the rights of women and pregnant people to make their own reproductive health decisions, a right that's been protected since 1973 Supreme Court as a fundamental liberty under the 14th Amendment. As a Christian, he said, I also want to ensure there are fewer unwanted pregnancies by ensuring everyone has access to holistic health care and economic support to care for their children. Then he says this, he says, I wish these two sentences weren't so controversial, but they are. No, they're not if you just keep focused on God and the Bible, which he claims to do, but he's not doing. These two sentences are controversial because they're contradictory to God's word, which the Christian left claims to embrace. That's a profile of what James was talking about in chapter 1, verses 5 through 8 in the New Testament. He said he wrote in James chapter 1, If any of you lack wisdom, 
let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for if he wavereth, is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let's take a closer look at the 14th Amendment. It's a very interesting look, I might say. The guard said this. He said, California isn't Mississippi. John Kerry isn't Mike Pence. And Justice Blackman was no pro-lifer. But what do they all have in common when it comes to the battle over abortion? Indirectly acknowledging that the crux of the debate is not choice or privacy or viability or control over a woman's body, but the single issue, Lagarde writes, and he's writing from a biblical, he's a Christian perspective, but an excellent lawyer. But he said the single issue is personhood. He said you can abort a fetus, terminate a pregnancy, even evacuate a pregnancy, But everybody knows that you can't just kill anyone you wish didn't exist. Killing a person is homicide. So is a fetus not a person? He knows that a case involving an enraged husband who kicked his pregnant wife in the abdomen when he saw her bump, which confirmed to him and her that the rumor that she was pregnant from her lover had been confirmed and she admitted and became a game changer when the baby was stillborn. This was an actual case. He's quoting from it. He said that triggered an unsuccessful prosecution for murder because the husband had assaulted his wife who was having an affair with someone else and um, killed the baby. That prompted an outcry, Lagarde says, and it leads to a change in the wording. It led to a change in the wording of the murder statute. He said this was not in Mississippi. It was in California. It's statute 187. He said it now defines murder as, quote, the unlawful killing of a human being or a fetus with malice aforethought. So he says, what is my point? (laughs) He said, if this suggestion of personhood is established, the fetus right to life will be guaranteed specifically by the 14th Amendment. What a concession, given that all this all-important fetal personhood has now been definitively established. Consider most especially the 2004 Unborn Victims of Violence Act, protecting the unborn from murder and assault in federal cases, which defines a child in in utero as a member of the uh, species Homo sapiens at any stage of development who is carried in the womb. That is a law. So he's pointing out the fact that John Kerry has even complained about this from the pro-abortion side, He says it is concerning to him that the law cannot simultaneously provide that a fetus is a human being and protect the right of the mother to choose to terminate her pregnancy. Rose's vulnerability is obvious. There is nothing in the law and there is nothing in the Bible that supports abortion. But we're going to be seeing our cities our communities ransacked, attacked, assaulted, burned, broken. We're going to see that this summer, I'm certain. I don't want to say that. I don't want to believe it. But I see it coming. So let's brace for it. And at the same time, there's going to be an assault on truth, even in the pews of churches, Christian churches across America. 
Thank you for being with me today, and thank you for your support. We need your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.